0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za.
1: Okay, it is time for us to... um Delve into the headlines for the week, and we have Lulu White, who's a political analyst and also the founder of Elections Management Consultancy Agency of Africa, is going to talk us through to some of the stories that we should be aware of, the stories that could influence uh, a lot of public debates this week. And as we wait for Lulu White to uh, get plugged in, uh, let's just credit uh, the newspaper. Writers and editors for the stellar work that they do. Uh, we are really and truly, because of you out there at News24, Adrian Bason, Mondly, uh, Mark Hanya and the teams at Times Live and the Independent as well, you know, um, you help us decipher uh, and just make sense of a lot of stories when we are just clouded by a lot of of noise, so the time is uh, 11 minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock. Yeah, the issue of the suspended CEO uh, at NSFAS spilling the beans, suspended CEO becoming somewhat of a whistleblower talking about the irregular um, issuance of contracts. Uh, to quite a few companies that then have cross-pollination of directorships, whether we're talking uh, Tenet Technology um, and some of the other companies that have been issuing contracts or that have been issued contracts for the disbursements of student funding as well. Uh, Linduwe Zulu, the Minister of Social Development, It seems like, from what's being reported, she's being recalcitrant. She's being stubborn. Um, She was advised not to appoint uh, her former chief of staff as the acting DG in the actual department. She did it anyway, and now it's brought out the ire of um, her deputy. It's raised the eyebrows of the minister of public administration uh, and public service and administration. Her critics, the daggers are loading Why do it? And UNISA is another institution that seems to be so very, very fraught with problems. And now 20 million rands spent on renovating ablution facilities. Boggles the mind when you spend that money on a bog. Lulu White, good morning.
0: Good morning, ma'am. How are you?
1: Fine, thank you. And thanks for coming through. How are you today? Are you... Also, uh, invigorated by Amabogo Bogo,
0: very much, very very <laughs> much. Particularly after we had, and a, 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 you know, I'm sorry, I almost said an idiot, but a person on um, on social media who's been goading um, Amabogo Bogo, telling us about how you know South Africans, you know, we, we don't really qualify and. And so forth. We
1: didn't qualify, uh, Tina, the world champions. No, no, he, he defending, no, no, he the defending he he world champions. He
0: said that, that we are below par. He said some some guy called Williams. We are below par. And he was just going
1: to go James. the game. James, we are there defending our title. We are the
0: World Cup champions. <laughs> okay. I actually talked to myself yes, in Cizor, so you know what, I'm going to kill because now we, if we are not only, if we're not watching intense games, we are dealing with drama on social media of people who think they can do better than us. what I of think the... for me, the crowning glory was yeah. also the fact that we also won the cricket. So like, yes. You know what, we've taught you a lesson.
1: But, that, know, but, that, but that tournament has just begun, so we must rally behind the pro tiers, but they've still got a, a journey to go. The box yeah. just have that one last match. God, I I, I'm just saying, uh, if you know, winning by a smidge, by one point, is not going to cut it against the All Blacks, pillar,
0: Those guys are warriors. You no, know, look, and we know hands are very hectic. I'm telling you now, um, the, the, the 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 the. I mean, the All Blacks are known, are known. I mean, this is the, this is their turf. This is their territory. But I, I believe in the guys. I don't deny we're we're defending champions for a reason. Yeah. We are defending champions for the reason, trust me. You know what?
1: I want us to do a masterclass on the winning mm-hmm. mentality. I want us to do a masterclass on the winning mentality. Well, I'd of the love box. that very yeah, much. Yeah, we're going, very much. we're going to do that tomorrow. We're going to do that tomorrow. So if we hear of a masterclass on any other radio station, baya kopisha, baya kopisha, that's what we're doing tomorrow. <laughs> okay, let's get into some of the more salient issues. Unfortunately, uh, when, we're not, yeah. when we're not basking in the euphoria of a winning national rugby team, we are dealing with drama at NSFAS. I mean, as if the students don't have enough problems mm
0: you know I think for me um you know last year i mean we've got we've got family, we've got villagers, we've got friends who who actually have students that are actually um recipients or should be beneficiaries of this fight. yeah and then when you when you when you get news like that you know of, of such levels of corruption, then it makes you realize that actually. This is the reason why so many people. And I'm talking when I'm talking about these small people that are close to me. I imagine on a larger scale as South Africans, how many of our uh, of our immediate relatives are actually suffering from getting funding from this because of mm-hmm. things such as these. and aren't working. And That's know, what we're talking about, isn't it?
1: Systems that aren't yeah. working, and then Systems the that contracts are that have and been issued to the. Dis- okay. I mean,
0: come on! You know, for me, the thing is, with, I mean, Andy long ago, you just talked about. He's talking about large contracts, but it actually even goes to even the smallest administrative purposes that come with that. Mm. You know, where you you, you you hear you hear people being excluded for no particular reason from getting NESTS for whatever reason. You know, so so it's it's a bigger thing for me. The biggest thing I think the biggest thing for me is that there's a lack of transparency. It shows that there's a lack of transparency and accountability. And for the longest of time, NESTS seems to be one of those institutions that. Um, we're under the radar. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. if, if it's mm-hmm. okay to mm-hmm. say because mm-hmm. um, it's like it's like last year when we woke up to Lotto and we found out oh, actually they actually also have been have been selecting and awarding mm-hmm. um, contracts to, to 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 their buddies and mm-hmm. their friends. It's the same thing because they've been under the radar. There's not been a, a lot of ma- uh, monitoring that has been happening mm-hmm. on that particular scale. Nobody really is, ever knows. Also, what happens with service providers in that space? So then. You know, leaders were able to just do as and, as they wanted right, and yeah. They to, yeah, and so but, this
1: speaks to governance. so when you don't have proper processes of monitoring, then people yeah. can get away for a long time with giving yeah, contracts absolutely. to buddies, sitting on boards of boards of companies that are being given contracts for the disbursement of funds, and all the while students are just sitting there saying, "Can I get yes. my allowance? Can I pay for my tuition, my books? Thank can you. I get my degree, my diploma?"
0: You know, I think what the biggest challenge is with governance, right? Mm. The, the biggest challenge with governance is that there doesn't seem to be, um, and, and 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 I think most of us have noticed, or maybe a lot, is maybe it's a lack of understanding, a lack of knowledge, even those that have knowledge that that do know, you know, yeah. because with such a tiny voice, people don't, don't talk. Mm. um the problem starts where you have a situation where a person was once a, an executive in that particular organization and then they move up to to become part of the board mm. you see then that's where that whole system of 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 people Checks and balances yeah. falls away yeah. because this person comes with that mentality of being, you know, in senior. When the, when in actual reality, the mm. board is supposed to be the one that actually plays an oversight role into these mm. particular issues. Okay. But once you have a board that has now been infiltrated by people who come with a background of being from the executive administration. Then that's where the impartiality, mm-hmm. start, you know, starts mm-hmm. lacking. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know, that's when you you have got legal implications can be swayed. Mm-hmm. You know, they can just push it to the side so that they can mm-hmm. make accommodations for one, two, three, four, five. And really, the the, the sad reality is that the welfare of the people that are, that should be beneficiaries of, of of these systems are the ones that are actually suffering the most. Right. And it's, okay. it's, it's quite it's, it's interesting to note how Anzilim broke rank.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so let's move along. So, obviously, Andy Le Nongongo is the suspended uh, CEO of the National mm. Student Financial Aid Scheme. Uh, he mm. says he was uh, given a list of reasons by the board chairperson as to why mm. he was being suspended. Uh, he has now uh, raised the alarm on contracts that he uh, suspects. Have not been issued correctly, and they're not necessarily so much within NSFS is what I understand, Lulu. But they are the companies subcontracted by NSFS to do the work of building student accommodation and also disbursing funds monthly allowances to students. Those contracts—it's that—it's at that level outside of the doors of the NSFS where things start to fall apart. And what he's flagging up is that you give con- you give a contract to company A and B and C. And then you find out that A and C actually have the same board composition. And then company B and D also have relatives who are linked to one another within. And then you start to see that the system is not transparent, which is the word you're Mm -hmm. using, Lulu. And... Um that there's that impartiality becomes a problem because some people mm. have two strong links within the institution within as well. And yeah. those are the and, things and, that and, is about and, and they block
0: about. out participation generally from okay. anybody else. If you're not within that cabal, if you're not within that clique, you're not able to enter into that type of space.
1: Right. Thanks. Thanks for that view. When we come back we're gonna talk about Lindy Zulu and why, you know, to use a terminology in common parlance. Why is this the hill she's willing to die on?
0: Power Talk, this week's diary.
1: Yes, talking us through some of the headlines is Lulu White, a, poli- a policy analyst and also uh, the founder of Elections Management Consulting Agency of Africa. Okay, governance in government. So, the mm. Minister of Social Development, she used to have a gentleman run her. Actual office. So the chief of staff mm. was running her office, managing her diary, her appointments, uh, advising her on strategy. She then nominated that this former chief of staff be the director general. ...in the department, which is a completely different realm of influence altogether. They said, no, he doesn't qualify. They then said Mm. she influenced his recruitment by tweaking the job specifications for the interview so that he would pass. She was then advised not to get involved. Nonetheless, she's appointed him as an acting DG, having gone through the process that involves other ministers who sit in the selection or the recruitment committee. It's now drawn the ire of her deputy minister and it's now caught the attention of the Minister of Public Service and Administration. Mm. Trade unions are complaining and it's becoming a big mess. Who is Linton Mkunu? Why is his appointment so fraught? What's going on in terms of the appointment of senior staff in the Department of Social Development? Another very strategic uh, department when it comes to... Uh, deploying cash for social grants child grants mm. uh, sasas and 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 they've also had serious problems with the administration around these grants and the person who would ultimately be the figurehead this acting director general is said to be not qualified to do the job what is going on
0: here uh, look I think one thing that um that has has been contentious for very, for a very long time particularly with um political appointments, political appointments rather, is the, what is the word, Um, uh, deployment issue. Okay. Mm. So I think, um, you know, if you're looking at this particular scenario, scenario, you know, one would think it's it's probably because um, the minister wants to assert her autonomy. As the Minister in that particular you know as, as the Minister in the field that she's in, right. she obviously wants to show that she has authority within within the ministry and 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 and, and that's why she doesn't want to depend to, to the external pressure that she's getting now it becomes also interesting then when she starts getting when other you know ministers who are within the same um, political party are now also raising an eye an island but you know then you you, you kind of wonder what is it what is the basis about you know mm-hmm. what is the basis of this but she's probably willing to die on this hill because of political loyalty i, I can't think of anything else it has everything to do with mm-hmm. the deployment she was she, she was allowed in the beginning to hire this person to work with her in the in the manner that they've worked together and it's obviously clearly an issue of her wanting to uh, to assert her authority. It's an issue of political loyalty. She trusts this person, perhaps ideologically also. You know, they, would, you know, they align ideologically. Um, is it correct? No, obviously it's not correct. The yeah. fact that it's actually gone thus far shows that, you know what, perhaps there is more to this relationship than meets the eye. But I think the big question here still goes back to, that that deployment that issue of deployment that was brought to the fore and we have to say how 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 certain are we that this deployment is actually to the benefit of the masses of mm-hmm. south africa You know, it's one thing to say, I personally believe in this person because of whatever issue or because I've worked well with them before. Mm. But to actually exert pressure and and ignore everybody else and then want to hire this person, then it it really does, you know, save a lot of But I think,
1: Lulu, we're forgetting one thing, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. So my understanding is there is the office of the minister, the ministerial office, which is Mm. where this issue of autonomy comes in. And then there is the department. And the two things are... Different, even if they have a strong synergy. So the department is the administrative side of how social development works. It is where the decisions are made, which NGO we will work with, which we will not work with. Um, public administration, the rules, um, and uh, the implementation of strategy and policy. And that's why the DG is... Um, is the ultimate figurehead of social development, is the chief administrator, the chief accounting officer, is the one who must make the decisions on procurement, uh, along mm-hmm. with you know a council, of course, but is the one who will decide whether the post office is the one uh, paying out Sasa checks or not the minister mm. is a figurehead and the minister mm. comes and goes Whereas that staff of the administration can stay for years and decades on yeah. end, yeah. which is why you're not supposed to tamper with mm-hmm. um, the technical requirements of that job
0: but tell me um It's just that Lindy Rezulu, for whatever reason, you know, this is obviously something that's shining the spotlight on her. The media is suddenly shining a spotlight on her. But this has been happening for years. Mm. Right? You know, the reason why many ministers, including the Minister, Lindy Wezulu, are doing are doing what she's doing. It's precisely because the lines, remember when we spoke earlier on, I said, you know, there's no system of checks and balances. Mm. The lines have been blurred a long time ago and everybody else has been doing it that way. Each time when the minister leaves office, um, it's almost known, even within the circles, even if it's silent, but it's almost known that even the DG that is aligned to the or that was assigned to that particular minister is going to be resigning and wow. leaving that particular position. So while we all understand that there's a difference between uh, an executive authority and there's a difference between administrative authority, we all know and we all understand that. But it, 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 it whispers within the circle to say, "Ah, no! Once this particular minister goes, because we know that this minister comes with their own mm. DG." When that particular minister leaves, the DG is also known to, wow. that, they'll, that they'll follow. So that's why I'm actually saying it, it, it's surprising that it's something now that the media is only highlighting right. now. But okay. if we actually have to go and do research in the last 10 years of, yeah. the, you know, when ministers change, when there's a, a reshuffling yeah. and look the pattern of DGs, you'll find exactly what is happening.
1: Wow. Okay, so so it's a governance problem as a
0: whole in terms of outlining the role of a chief of staff versus a,
1: a, a DG. Okay, let's move on to UNISA, which is another institution which unfortunately finds itself in the headlines for all manner of wrong reasons. Now, mm. over and above everything else is the question of the renovation of the bathrooms and ablution facilities. 20 million rands. Maybe there was a need for it. I don't know. I haven't been to use Nisa in a long time. But this comes under um or this comes on the back of many many question marks at unisa from the mm. resignation of a registrar or the suspension of a registrar who's taken the matter to court uh, to questions around uh, the functionality of the it systems coursework mm. to some disciplines like uh commerce and accounting and law uh raising you know industry bodies raising the quality of a unisa accounting degree or a law degree to even a council that is not core eight because so many council members have resigned and a minister who'd actually wanted to put the university under administration but the courts blocked mm. him at the last minute what is happening here
0: yeah look the escalation is actually completely unjustified. i i, I you know it's one of those things where you when, you when you read about these issues you think to yourself that See, apa? You know how you know how people mm. say. See, pina apa? Where are we? Have we forgotten where we are as a country? But also, once again, it speaks to a, a lack of governance, a lack of, you know, solid um, governance um, governance patterns. You know, when we talk about governance, we're actually talking about persons that are there to actually do oversight. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that is encouraging and exciting with the UNISA story is that it was the, it was the internal auditors of UNISA that actually found. Um, this problem, which basically means that they have some form of systems in check um, to ensure that the system is actually not being abused, mm-hmm. as opposed to other other institutions that we have seen. But that's in itself, you know, um, and, 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 and the fact that this person, I mean, the project manager was somebody who actually had resigned and then had to be brought back for whatever reason. Um, once again, a lack of transparency, um, a lack of oversight, uh, a lack of accountability as well. You know, who holds these people that appoint these people accountable at the end of the day? All of these things are actually, all of these things li- lead to the same thing: lack of transparency, a lack of accountability, okay. and the fact that nobody actually is willing to hold all of these people to account. After yeah. the CS is going to lose his job, and then what? Is yeah. he going to be arrested?
1: Yeah, I think this goes to the South African term consequence management. All these news yeah. stories are saying, we see what's wrong, but who's doing something about it and, and making sure something is it? done about it? Okay,
0: and nothing, nothing ever happens. Yes, um, okay. probably there will be another uh, uh, another commission where we will set up another commission that's going to cost the state a lot of mm. money. And then afterwards, there's nothing. There's no consequences, none whatsoever. Those people are going to carry on with their work as though nothing has ever happened if they if they no longer go back to mm. working for the government. They establish companies with the networks of people that they have within the government that they still get work from government anyway. Okay. So there's never any consequences. And people okay. are getting tired.
1: Yeah. Lulu White, we are very tired. I can tell you we are extremely tired and it's not because December is around the corner, it's because we're tired of being taken for a ride
0: You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts